Hi, we're Donnie and Chelsea. We're best friends, mortal enemies, and the hosts of I Am The Cute One. On our show, we'll chat movies, gossip about pop culture and current events, but mostly we'll overshare, trauma dump, and embarrass ourselves publicly. After all, we're millennials, so we've been living and laughing and loving through unprecedented events every few years our entire lives. So if talking is your love language, subscribe to I Am The Cute One. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute provides educators access to nonfiction 9-11 resources for K-12, first-person curriculum with video, Discovering Heroes book series for kids, and a speakers bureau with access to 9-11 first responders, survivors, and loved ones. A high-tech 83-foot tractor trailer that transforms into an interactive museum with artifacts and Russell F. Siller Memorial Scholarships for exemplary high school students of program recipients preparing for college. Never forget, donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. Yes. Now, look, this is an episode for you. Okay, I've got my good friend, friend of the podcast, Brandon Good. He's here and we talk about everything. You know, he's one of our people that can discuss both episodes. Okay, and when I say both episodes, I mean, he can talk scripted and unscripted. Okay, we start off. We talk about Beverly Hills and we really get into the Lisa Renica, Erica Jane, Kathy Hilton of it all. Okay, we get into who else we get into. We get into our expectation of the new Potomac season. We even get into married to medicine. Look, I just had to know if he thought, you know, Toya set up a needle to be robbed. I just had to ask that question. Okay, and then Y'all asked me for it. You know, y'all been dying for it because we all loved it over the weekend. We get into Werewolf by Night. We talk about it all. We talk about the comics. We talk about the actual show, how it was shot, our expectations of the MCU going forward. We discussed it all. Get into this episode. It's your new episode of Reality and Comics 2. Let's do it. That's right. You're listening to Reality and Comics 2, the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick, but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island, or maybe you just want some extra insight on the Scarlet Witch or the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, you're in the right place. Grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me. Guys, 
Oh my God. Once again, I've got, listen, I convinced him. I said, okay, I already got to talk about She-Hulk this week, but I cannot let Werewolf by Night go by without having somebody to talk to. Okay. I got to, I got to talk about the things I absolutely loved it. So I reached out. I said, okay, look, I know you've gotten settled on the West Coast now. You know, you you good. You hopefully you had no plans Sunday morning. Can we just can we just chat for a little bit about all the stuff? Because you know he can talk about everything. Okay, he said absolutely. He's here with me. I don't need to do a big long introduction again because he's a friend of the podcast, and I know y'all loved the first episode we did. It's listen, best selling author. It's a creative producer. It's a strategic communicator okay i don't have nearly those kind of titles i'm just dude that work you know over there so let's get into it brandon good how are you hi kendrick i don't know y'all kill me with my intros i feel like i can (laughs) never live up i feel like now it's like okay those are the three things that i've already accomplished what's next so for the next intro it's like i'm not doing myself i am good how are you thank you so much for having me again i love the podcast you know it's always good to be back amongst family Oh my God, it's, we needed you here because they, they loved the first episode because we literally, we talked about everything. It's not too often. It's only, you know, ever so often that I get people that can talk about both of my episodes a week. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I love it whenever I can get somebody where I can like do a good combo platter, you know, get a people everything. Because most people and come nice here. Charcuterie. We're giving a nice charcuterie. Yes, a little charcuterie, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that, you know, we can, I love whenever someone, you know, we can talk about the reality TV things, but then they're like, mm-hmm. you know what, let's let's talk about a little bit of Marvel too. Because most people come here for the reality TV, but mm-hmm. then because of me, they start watching the Marvel stuff. So I'm so happy with that. So they they love it all. So let's, Good. oh boy, I, I, I hate to ruin, we're recording this on a Sunday, by the way, you guys, but, and I hate to ruin his Sunday like this, but let's talk about Beverly Hills. Oh boy. Lord have mercy. I, oh. you know, I prayed last night, I pray every day and, mm. um, you know, I think the ladies in Beverly Hills need some prayer. You know, Ooh. I think prayer does change its things and yes. uh, um, that finale. Ooh. That was honestly the best episode of the whole season. Like, ain't that a shame? (laughs) I didn't like this season, to be honest. Like, I am full transparency, y'all. Life with the move and other things, you start to prioritize like what's important, what's not important. And reality TV for me, as much as I love it, I had to be selective of like the content I was taking in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just was getting to a point where I was noticing. The drama, it's just too much. Like, mm-hmm. I love good organic conflict. Let me say that again. Yes. Good organic conflict. Mm-hmm. And I just find that Beverly Hills and the women on Beverly Hills, as we've seen, they know how to produce for their show. Like, they're, you know, Kyle hears it every week. But I'm going to say when it comes to Rena, that's a whole nother thing. Like, I feel like that that release of air you just did was enough to talk about because she is, it's a lot. You know, it, it, it it's a lot. And I may be in the minority when I say this because I hear a lot of producers, a lot of other speakers say this, but I'm the opposite. I don't think you have to appreciate your villains. And this is why. Mm. When it comes to fiction, like Marvel, absolutely. You need an antagonist. You have the protagonist. It balances out the story. But even within Marvel, we discovered that Sometimes the villain is only a villain because our alignment is different on the sides of the the, the battle we stand on, right? Yes. Like, look at Thanos, right? People consider mm-hmm. Thanos a big, bad villain, but then when you un- really unroll what he was trying to do, he was like, 
I'm trying to do this to help the universe. We we using right. all the resources. We are dead. We're killing these planets. How about mm-hmm. we just swipe everybody half? And so it's like, while we may not agree with it, it's like, okay, I, I kind of understand. And there's more context and a story behind how they became the way they became. Eric Killmonger literally just wanted black people to have some resources around the world. That's all he wanted. He said, Wakanda, open the gate. Send it to our brothers over there in Compton. They need some help, right? So when I look at reality TV, and this is where I kind of blame editing sometimes and like these quote unquote storylines is because we as viewers know what's real and what's not, right? Yes. We as viewers know sometimes with these ensemble casts, they're not always friends. These are a group of people that they force to film together. And then when filming is done, it's back to like they don't know each other, right? And mm-hmm. so within this, typically sometimes production wants us to suspend our belief and what's actually happening. Like, oh no, like for example, every time a season starts, it's, well, the last time I saw this person was in New York versus saying the last time I saw them was at the reunion. Yes. We viewers know that well, that's what you mean, right? So when it comes to terms of appreciating a villain, if this is reality TV, Kendrick, can you tell me in your real life, do you have a villain that you have to worry about? Like, do you really have someone in your life that's like, I'm causing problems for you because this is going to make the grand scheme of things better. If we are watching something that's supposed to be real life, reality, people don't have quote unquote villains in their everyday life. You may have people that you don't gel with. You may have people that you don't vibe with and you don't kick it with, but we're watching a situation that's curated by television production to force these people into situations to which you have a quote-unquote villain and to me that's not real life because it's like at the end of the day if there was someone who came up to me with conflict and we handled it and let's say it did escalate I'm leaving I'm not having to leave and then production like Brandon go back in the room and continue to film no in real life everyday Mm -hmm. situations we are taught to have self-awareness to know that not everyone's actions dictate our own reactions right Mm -hmm. we make the choice So when it comes to this whole quote unquote appreciate villains, I have to throw that out the window and I blame that on as much energy that the fandom has given these shows and the platforms, as much as I love Housewives, you know, we also enabled the whole OGs feeling like they can't leave the show. Oh, I'm an OG. I'm not it it comes from that same thought process. And this is why we have Renna as a problem. She has gotten so ingrained in being this quote unquote villain. She Mm -hmm. thinks that is her job. And when the cameras are done rolling, I'm sure she's like, all right, great shot, everyone. We're going to go home and do this again tomorrow. It kind of feels like Marlo is well on Atlanta. Ooh, Candy, I know I hit you Mm -hmm. below the belt, girl, but why aren't you talking to me now? It's like, no. Mm -hmm. This is a TV show. This is a platform. And people are watching you and your words and your actions have power because there is a line where fandom can get toxic, right? Mm -hmm. media we see it everywhere where sometimes some of these fans find validation and gratification in these reality tv personas and so whenever it's time for them to be held accountable that's when we see people doing backflips to justify what they're doing and oh how dare we say we need to get rid of them they're great for the show if we were to put any person that comments in the like of this type of chaos if you were to put them in that situation they wouldn't like it right but like so it's like I don't appreciate the villains because I feel like it's it's growing into something else, and it, and mm-hmm. it's telling us that we're supposed to be able to expect this if we want quote unquote drama. When I'm sorry, when we look at OC, when we look at New York, when we look at Atlanta and its earlier seasons, there were no quote unquote cemented villains. It just it just was conflict, and the fandoms were picking sides, and that's yes. what. Made- fun like i remember when with i think jill on new york was mad that luann and her kids didn't show up to help her pack back for a charity event that was good. <laughs> yes. 
trauma, right? When we look at Sheree and the whole Nene being left off the list and it was an oversight by her assistant because she knew Sheree and Nene kind of had beef. That was great organic drama. We didn't mm -hmm. need someone who was calculated and really being motivated to drive this chaos. And it's on another level with Beverly Hills because we can go down the list like we saw Miss Kathy say in that preview. You got Kim Richards, you got Yolanda, you mm -hmm. got LB. You got Eden Sassoon. You even have Dorit that um, Rena alleged people were doing cocaine in her bathroom. Like, these are not, not light allegations nor light shade. You know, on Atlanta, we talk about fun shade. None of this is fun shade. Right. So the fact that people are enjoying what's happening, especially when it comes to family dynamics, I'm out. Like, I, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> At the end of the day, family is family. So yes. you can't tell someone how to dictate with their family unless you have full context. And even then, sometimes you have to understand people are going to handle their family different than you may be handling your family. I'm not saying that it's okay. I'm not saying that that's bad, but that is how they are handling their life, right? Mm -hmm. And when we look at Kyle and we look at Kim and we look at Kathy, we know that that dynamic is already a little fractured, right? And so why would you find joy and wanted to drive a more of a wedge into that. That's not a right. Friend. And I'm glad Garcelle told her at that table. See, Garcelle, my girl. Party. As I cut into my fillet, those are not your friends because <laughs> they're not. <laughs> right. <laughs> Meanwhile, exactly. you have to put her down here for the role. Like, I, <laughs> it's just Beverly Hills. It, it used to be one of my favorites, but I'm just. I'm just not liking what it's become. Like, I feel like we have, mm -hmm. and we've spoken on this before, there's somehow have to be this overarching drama conflict. They hyped up this whole Kathy thing all season. Ooh. All season. And it was only like the last three and a half, four episodes. Right. So we had to sit through almost 20 of nothing right. to get to that. So yeah, it, it's a yeah. lot. They, they definitely need big sweeping changes over there yeah. in my opinion well let's kind of talk about that because mm -hmm. if we you know after this reunion obviously we'll start hearing all the rumors and this kind of stuff and then we'll need something cemented what do you i, I personally think this is some random choices but i think at least at least half of the fox sports five needs to be gone because right. i hate the whole like we're not going to say this about each other that uh -huh. you know i love that one thing i will give salt lake city even though I'm, I'm barely watching them they be on in the background but i haven't paid attention to anything going on one thing <laughs> i will give them is that the dynamics this season are entirely different than yeah. last season the fact that we're about to watch potomac and karen and giselle are getting along Interest like I love when like you don't you don't go into a show with a, a pregnancy pack. We all go do this. Right. We all go do that, and it's, it it makes for terrible TV. And it's right. we really need to get at least I feel half of them gone. Diana, of course, she's leaving. I mean, she really at the reunion. Right, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> TV screen at the reunion. That lady, yeah. Uh, I feel like she needs to be gone. Rena, I think, has put the nail in her coffin because I don't know what she's yeah. doing anymore. She's become a, a caricature of herself and it's mm -hmm. super weird. And I, I, I hate to say it, I think they're going to have to, if they have to pick between Kyle, Erica, and Dorit, I think Dorit is the one that has to go because we yeah. don't really know what she's contributing anymore. So, right. Well, and don't lot. forget now, there were rumors before this season. I don't know if you remember this. After last season, her rap, there was word on the street that Dorit, Dorit had been demoted. Mm -hmm. I remember when circulating and then I remember the burglary happening and that was why a lot of people fed into the whole word on the street of was the burglary orchestrated like what was right. going on with that for a storyline purpose and if we really look at the season to re really 
after we went through, and it was sad to watch that, but after we went mm-hmm. through like the first couple episodes with the burglary, she didn't contribute anything to the season other than being mm-hmm. Erica's hype woman. And we all know Erica does not need a hype woman. So right. it was just really weird to watch her in that space. But I do agree with you. I think, you know, and we kind of have this a little bit with Atlanta where they talk about how they'll they'll keep some things that aren't on the show off the show and vice versa. But I feel like mm-hmm. Beverly Hills does it more in a way where it's very apparent, right? Right. Um, and I agree. I think the Fox Force 5 has to leave because it would clear the room for them to be able to talk about more things, right? Yes. How I envision Beverly Hills moving forward, to be quite honest, is clearing the majority of Fox Force 5. Mm-hmm. I would demote Kyle to a friend of. I think Kyle is now in a space where the show is doing too much damage to her personal life with her family. Mm-hmm. And while it's great that she's an OG, I think Kyle would be better suited in a friend of role. Because Kyle, she's not my favorite, but I can appreciate mm-hmm. And I right. do think if you were to allow her to be in that role, I think she would actually thrive. Like, I think she mm-hmm. would pop in, get the girls going. It would be nice to see her. And it allows us to still have that attachment to the original Beverly Hills essence, right? Mm-hmm. And then if I were to anyone full-time out of the Fox Sports 5, it would be Erica. The only reason, and, and the thing is, I used, to lo- I used to love me down some Erica Jane. Same. But <laughs> I will tell you, she is one of the few now that I've been like, nah, she can go. But um, (laughs) Erica will give production what they want in being the confrontational and being saying what she needs and being the she's not afraid of anyone. And of Mm -hmm. course, the Tom saga is still going on. So I think they kind of want to capture that. Um, Dorit can go. I think that she really needs to take the time off and focus on her family and really heal because she was still filming right after that burglary. And and as we know, trauma and things can, you know, they're not like linear. So like, I think she needs to, to do what she needs to do for herself, right? As far as Rena, she just needs to go. Like, the longer I think about how long she's been on the show and what she's contributed, it's not a lot. It's um, not. And she, she's really been instrumental in a lot of quote-unquote takedowns of people. And to be honest, mm-hmm. even with that, that's not really done anything for me personally as a viewer because it's showing more of her and her character. Right. Than it is what you contribute to this ensemble. Mm-hmm. These shows are about the ensemble of it all. How mm-hmm. you all work together, how you navigate conflict. And it shouldn't always be like all of us against the one person every single season. Mm-hmm. Right. And even with Rena, her character itself is questionable because you've admitted in that never before scene that Bravo made sure that wasn't in the episode that you Guess lied about you can't have a problem with the doggone sauce with Garcelle. Right. So you're letting us know Harry's not even contributing much. Your daughters aren't really even filming. Right. What are you doing? Nothing. So they can go, and I can see Beverly Hills easily moving forward with Kyle as a friend of, Sutton, Crystal, mm-hmm. Garcelle, mm-hmm. bring in some new people. Yep. Because it's you apparent I mean? that Garcelle is going to the top now. Like, that's it's her show. Yeah, but this is the thing, though. I, mm-hmm. want, I would want Garcelle to leave after next season. Not in a bad Ooh. way. You think Not you think it's way. it's become too good off the show that she needs to preserve that? Yes, Garcelle's mm-hmm. stardom. She, you know, she's been well known for years, but now mm-hmm. I feel like the show has kind of reignited who Garcelle is, mm-hmm. and she's getting a lot more work that we see. Like I see that she landed an amazing Netflix. Uh, I think it's a show that's coming out. Yeah. Um, so like, because that is happening, we know how production works. We know what drives the show is conflict, mm-hmm. and I would hate to see her in a situation. Beyond what already happened this season with her son, mm-hmm. son, 
excuse me, um, mm -hmm. to then be placed in a situation where now you you can't really say too much because you have these deals on the table. But then by you not saying much, the viewers are going to be mad because now you're not appearing, quote unquote, black enough, right? Then right. I don't want to see her in that type of situation. I would rather her bow out gracefully mm -hmm. on her terms. And we may see her pop in and out because if Sutton stays on the show, she's a friend of Sutton, she'll pop in and out, you know? Right. So, yeah, I think after this season, it needs they need a true reboot. And I'm not talking about Atlanta's this past year's reboot where we keep half the people. We need right. a true reboot like what they did with New York. Slice and dice them out and, yes. and get, us new, get us a new crew. I, I agree with all of it. That's the reason why, I, I've said it before, but I actually, I want the people to actually, I love Crystal. I love her positioning on the show. I love her character. I love the family, all of that. She's one that I too feel. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, why are you on here? Because mm -hmm. you have like literally the perfect life and literally everyone around you is trying to take it down. So like, why are you on? And so it's not a thing that like, I would hate to see her off the show, but it's also like, oh, I hate that you're on this show too, because you, your life is so magical. Like you're, you're literally winning. It sometimes right. feel like we want people to be on this show who like need that resurgence or who, you know, oh my God, I just got divorced. This is happening to me. This, all this stuff. I need this like as a, an outlet or something like it works in those situations. But when someone, you know, sometimes I feel like that's the same thing with Candy in Atlanta. It's like, you are right. literally winning in every single aspect. It's like, it's only you can only win so long until somebody, you know, perfects the takedown that they want to take you down and pull some. It'll right. be harder with her though, because I feel like Candy's one of the actual few decent people <laughs> on Bravo. So it oh, probably sure. yeah. And I and I think too, you bring up a great point. And I and I think what it is is it's the it's the wealth versus fame component, right? Mm -hmm. Like the Crystal is wealthy. She got more money than I probably think I'll probably have in my bank account. I'm not gonna say forever because I'm gonna speak that into existence. You but, okay? Manifestation. You know, up, right. So <laughs> yes. I, I, I agree with you. It's like, why place yourself in this position, right? You're already there. Mm -hmm. You are living the lavish lifestyle. You don't need to be propelled. But I do think that there is a, a, a special thing that lies within people being able to tell their own story and sharing what they feel they need to share. And I do appreciate Crystal opening up with mm -hmm. her struggle with her eating disorder and things like that, because that's not easy to open up about. And I really do commend her for having the courage to want to be vulnerable and open up to those women who are not her friends um to, to share this stuff because that's very very hard to navigate but i do think about like candy and others right i mm -hmm. i liked housewives more when there were people we barely knew yes and we were going on this journey with them because it made it a little bit more fun right like mm -hmm. it's kind of like the thing of like having the preconceived notions of a celebrity then they get on the show they're like oh they're this way i like not knowing anybody period yes and then getting to know them through this process and really letting that roll out as we watch their quote-unquote, like, their star power rise. Like, Nene Leakes, mm -hmm. for example. Although Bravo may not talk about her, I could talk about her. Hello. Um, <laughs> you know, watching how Nene grew from season one to become one of the most iconic, I'm going to say it again, most iconic mm -hmm. housewives. Because when you think about housewives, you think about Nene's one-liners and her shade and, like, the moments where her confessional hair wasn't the best, but it was still talk about, you know, we still right. talk about it with Nene, right? Mm -hmm. Um. And that was fun when we think about Teresa, right? Mm -hmm. Seeing how Teresa started season one and where she is now. And I'm not no, I'm not a big Teresa fan. I'm no tree hugger, but like I can appreciate us going on these journeys with some of these people to see them navigate conflict, to see them navigate stardom in a new way, to navigate the cameras and how they're that was more enjoyable to me because it made it more relatable. Mm -hmm. I love Whereas, it. We're just plucking celebrities and throwing them in there because we want the ratings and we want more people to watch. And it's like 
these are people who have brands and businesses mm-hmm. and deals. So they may not be able to r- provide the drama that you all are wanting because there's too much to lose. And I'm not going to fault them for that because I'm smart about my coin too. Right. I reckless i can't be out here just saying anything i represent brands businesses and and things beyond right Mm -hmm. so i i can understand why certain people are now hesitant to go out for the shows because of what it's become absolutely and i always said that i feel like the best housewife is somebody that really has like nothing to lose so they're going Mm -hmm. into those situations like they're going to argue organically if if conflict arises not the person that's going to sit there and think for a minute like okay if i say this is colgate gonna take away my smile or like you know they're trying to say like what's gonna happen with this like so i always you are 100 on the money with that because it it's time for a change. It's time we get back to the roots in a lot of these right. shows, and it's it, it's moving in a direction where it's like okay, because now they're talking about like you know I I'm gonna be real honest with you, I barely think about Roni anymore. It's just like it's like whatever to me. But now they're talking about we gonna do this new one with influencers, and I was, I'm like oh we we've gone way off the mark now now we just trying stuff and it's like okay i don't know what's happening but i don't even know if i want to be in reading right. the headlines about it it's it's a little too much for me um yeah. let's there was a point in this episode and i think it kind of goes without saying how i feel about renner if y'all listen to this podcast y'all will know and it's crazy because both erica and renner there was a day where i went up for both of them. It hasn't been a long time now, but there was a day where I went <laughs> up for them. <laughs> and Are you going through like, deleting your tweets and your comments that used to support right. you? Like, I should not have hyped them up. Let me go ahead right. and <laughs> get that out the way, child. No, that wasn't me. I was hacked, okay? I feel like there's now Lisa Renner is a certain a certain weird because it's like there's someone who on the show a lot of the time she really you're right she doesn't do much so i forget she's there a lot but she's one of those people whose online presence makes me hate her on the show and it's like that is a weird like i it's i feel like i haven't seen that too often because usually the two mimic each other it's like oh you're intolerable in every aspect of your life but it's like i would literally you could get by so easily and be a fan favorite if your online personality was not what it was and it's just now everything she does makes me cringe and now when i see stuff like you remember how she used to like go at star jones online and bully her and all this kind of stuff and so when i see that i see moments in like the most recent episode the finale when she's why do you have an attitude you know and garcelle speaking as calm as possible excuse me it makes you wonder (laughs) oh i don't have to wonder i know (laughs) like i Ooh, I, yeah, I'm, you mm. know, I think Brenna does it because, um, and I don't know the woman, I just know what I see on television, I know what mm-hmm. I see in interviews, I know what I see online, I know what I see her on Watch What Happens Live, mm-hmm. I've even heard an interview this morning, and I think it was from Bitch Sesh, or one of the other podcasts that was talking about how she was sliding in their DMs bullying them, so, see. <laughs> you know, I will say this, it's interesting because she is the person who was yelling at Vanderpump, own it, Lisa. That mm-hmm. was her, right? That that mm-hmm. was her, Miss Renna. Yep. And it's funny because Renna, quote unquote, feels she owns it by saying, well, I'm owning it, right? But accountability means if you're acknowledging a behavior that you know is harmful or it's not good for what you're doing and mm-hmm. how you're harming others, you owning it means you change that behavior. But we right. see that that behavior has not changed, so therefore she's owning 
zero. So what we see on social media is her doubling down because the walls are caving in. And I think what's happening is she's trying to go to the extreme of being this polarizing housewife where she's bringing drama. So she hopes they bring her back because Mm -hmm. she's striking up all of this drama. But sweetie, it don't work like that. Like, no, you, you can continue to do as much dramatics all you want online, but your, your words are harmful. Mm -hmm. Even how it's offensive to those who have suffered and have to have dealt with those who have suffered with cancer. That comment was so insensitive. So insensitive. And I'm like, I hope Bravo checks her for that too. You just can't be reckless and -hmm. think that because you are who you are, soap history or not, because let's be honest, the kids (laughs) don't watch soap operas anymore. I used to love one of the restless as Mm -hmm. All my children, yes. I knew who Eileen was. Miss Renner wasn't on my TV screen like that, though. So (laughs) um, when it comes down to it, that history is gone. Mm -hmm. And I want to say outside of Housewives, she the most recent thing I saw her in was I'm a fan of the TV show The Middle. Like one of my best friends and I love mm-hmm. the middle. It used to come on ABC. Um, she popped in as a character. And I was like, we're not on this show. That's the last thing <laughs> I can do. And so what she's doing is trying to pull out all these last minute stunts and shows to uh-huh. secure herself another season, right? Ugh. Where go back to QVC or HSN, give us a new product, maybe work on a wig line or something. Like, right. <laughs> This is just not it because as no. much as the fans came after Candace, and let me say Candace was a lot on social media at times, mm. but I will say that Candace is showing that she's trying to be different. And that's where I've appreciated Candace. And I and I've jumped on the Candace Love bandwagon mm-hmm. because I can appreciate when someone is like, you know what? Okay, I've heard y'all enough. Let me let me do what I need to do to kind of to, to kind of course correct this, right? Mm-hmm. Is Rena they're not giving her that same energy and we know why but right. um even like on watch what happens live when what is the dress it was very it was very brief mm-hmm. so i mean how they dive into it at the reunion but i just think that she all around there is just no redeeming quality unfortunately no and it's time to use her to say like well put me on pause let's just let Do you it. go because no, right <laughs> let's just end it like let's yes. go ahead. eject the let's tape out put it back in the case yes Love. we tried it that was the movie we watched it was, mm-hmm. it was for the moment and then we moved on matter of fact return at the blockbuster and then we'll never have to see it again how about that <laughs> <laughs> let's do that that um reunion trailer what did you think of it overall are you excited for the reunion or are you just like lord let's end this season um i feel like the reunion will be the most exciting thing about the season mm-hmm. uh, i'm here for kathy getting Rena together. Yes. Because I want to take us through a little time time travel right now. We love a time yeah, jump. The bunny, too. But mm-hmm. at the time, remember, everyone was like, Kim, that is so mean. Why would you do that? Nah, no. Kim did what she needed to do because Rena was not sincere in doing that. Rena knew exactly what she was doing. And she yes. herself offered tears. Like, let's mm-hmm. not play these things. And that's why I'm kind of glad Eileen isn't there. As much as I love Eileen as a housewife and as a, mm-hmm. as a woman, um, that we've seen, whether it be on Young and the Restless or whatever. I just think she's great. Mm-hmm. I don't need her to be this buffer for Rena. Because right. what happened was she would be like, well, I understand Rena, and that's not what she needs. No. What we need to do is get out of the way of trying to explain what someone means. Their mm-hmm. actions and their words, when they say them, you need to say, oh, you know what? What I actually meant was this. You clarify that. Because at the end of the day, those were your words that caused a reaction with someone else. So that yes. was not your however that was the impact intent versus impact is a very big thing very different okay 
I am glad to see Kathy give it to Rena because Kyle wasn't gonna do it. No, like it took Marcel. Mind you, Kyle had the information, which she played that smart, right? Waiting mm-hmm. to see what they were saying, but it took Garcelle really helping her turn on the light bulb. And I think that's where Kathy got a little bit offended with Kyle even more. It's mm-hmm. like, it shouldn't take someone on the outside telling you that these are not your friends. They don't care about us, right? Mm-hmm. Watch how the narrative shifted from before the season aired, oh, Kathy said these homophobic and racist things. Then it then changed to, she said it about Kyle. Then it changed to, well, she's abused quote unquote, allegedly, Rena, and she was jumping up and down and having a temper tantrum, right? So mm-hmm. where I found it interesting was when Kyle was like, well, if it's about me and I've apologized, if she's apologized, why can't we drop it? That's when I knew in that moment when Rena said that insensitive comment about cancer that they were trying to leverage this for something else. I was like, okay, that's mm-hmm. what this is. Well, I am glad Miss Kathy, excuse me, Mrs. Kathy Hilton mm-hmm. is putting the pedal to the metal and giving Rena exactly what she asked for. Because sometimes in life, you got to remind people when they have you messed up. So Miss Hello? was sitting real cute in her Hermes bag, okay? And she Ooh. said, who is that knocking on the bag? Miss Rena? okay, you're knocking <laughs> a couple times. You want to see me come out the bag? Let me come on out the bag and remind you exactly who I am and where you are and why you're sitting where you're sitting at. Because what she's saying is correct, that you're the biggest bully in Hollywood, sweetie. I would believe it because we haven't seen you booked, busy, nor blessed like Miss Garcelle Bouvet. We don't see you out here with no clothing line like Kyle because the last time I remember you being on QVC, I don't remember when that was, right? The list could go on and on, right? So I ain't here to really run the lady down because I think Miss Cassie going to do that on the reunion (laughs) herself. But I think the reunion will be interesting to see what the dynamics are like after because in that trailer we saw... They started at the end with Kyle clearly a wreck. And I think it's because Kyle's just not good with conflict, to be honest. I don't think Kyle is good with conflict. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that's why she's reacting in such a way. But what I'm hoping to come out of this reunion, because we know how Bravo would like to do. They're going to show us the juicy parts in the trailer, drag us through two parts into a four-part reunion when the first oh. two parts are be a part of the reunion. Then we get mm-hmm. to the last episode. And we're like, wait, what was that? Like, for example, Atlanta's reunion. Hated it. Like, I... Oh. <laughs> there was a- that could have been an after-school special, 15 minutes, even an email. <laughs> if they wanted to cancel a reunion, they should have canceled that one and not the New York one. Like, right. clear. So I think the reunion will be interesting, more so of we know what's happened outside of the show that's going to get addressed. So the stuff with Garcelle's son, with the mm-hmm. box and all of that, I that's going to be interesting because in that scene, I don't know if you saw the other mini trailer that they released. Like, there was, like, the preview that came out where it was, like, Garcelle... She was saying how she had to, to, you know, protect her son, but then she was like, but y'all wanted me to protect y'all? And Erica was like, I don't need anyone to protect me, right? No, mm-hmm. they, they were trying to, they were trying to, because I remember they were all very quiet when that was happening, and it took them strategically to post the same thing about, like, oh, this isn't okay. So, mm-hmm. the reunion, I think, the only true thing I'm excited about is to see Rena finally get her day on them couches. And I hope they don't let up on her. I hope Crystal, Sutton, Garcelle, Kathy and Kyle get her together. And to be quite honest, I hope Erica says something too. Because at this, that would point, be, mm-hmm. at this point, like this is your friend, right? Quote unquote, who you've seen do these things to other people. What makes you think she's not going to do that to you when right. it comes to the distraction? Right. Because we're going to get to a point where, okay, what are you contributing? Nothing. Is it time to take her down? Okay, let me do it. Right. And then what? Oh, I'm, I'm I'm waiting for it. I mean, I feel like I'd feel exactly the way you do about this season. I I tuned in 
like I do most weeks just for Garcelle. I'm like, child, let me get Garcelle these ratings because that's about it. But no. <laughs> you're right, that, that's about it. I'm just like, why am I here? Why are we doing this? Uh, yeah. Let's let's go on to happier things, okay? Because <laughs> we gave we gave them a little too much shine. Um, we're getting so we're recording this before the Potomac premiere, obviously, but Woo. we're getting our girls, our girls back. I'm so looking forward to this premiere. I heard that it was everything. I don't know if you've seen Ooh. it yet, or I have not seen it yet, but I've okay. heard great things. Okay, yes, um, yes, yeah. It's, it's I'm excited. I yeah, me too. Um, the only thing I'm not excited about though is Sharice coming back. I'm, I'm gonna say that right now. Like I, Ooh. I'm not a fan of the bring the housewife back trope. Like I'm, I'm a firmly. We've talked that. about that, yeah. Because I mean, look at what happened with Sheree on Atlanta. Nothing. So like, <laughs> why are we, why are we doing this, right? Like, I feel like there's so much momentum behind it, and it's like for me, this is no shade to anyone that works in casting. This is my own personal opinion. This mm. is just how I view it. It just feels very easy to bring right. somebody that. Are gu- that is gunning for someone on the current cast, right? Mm-hmm. We see that she's going to be coming at Karen, to which, like, Karen has her moments that she needs to be held accountable. But again, it's like, why can't we have organic conflict, right? Because mm-hmm. we see her are going to have a moment this season from Karen's comedy show, because I remember when that popped up on social media. Oh, yeah. Ago, right? So it's like, why do we have to bring back people? And I feel like that's what also gets these shows stuck in such a way where we can't move forward. Roni, mm-hmm. OC, Jersey, mm-hmm. like the whole, you know, and even Atlanta, right? Like we keep living in the past. All the shade right. that Marley was throwing was from the past. There was nothing relevant. <laughs> it was all from the past, right? Right. So it's like, will Sharice bring more? Are we going to see more Sharice or more Shasha? Because remember when she was rapping on the show, it was Shasha. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting, but I'm excited for this season. I'm excited Same. going into this season. As I, like I said, I'm on the Candace train. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm glad to see her growth. I think I'm most excited to see how it all shakes out at the end when it comes to Giselle and Candace, because they said they didn't end the season on good terms and it carried on over the girls trip. Yes. So <laughs> no, like, and this is just, it's for me, I hope they do address this at their reunion. Obviously, we're months and months out from that. Mm-hmm. But I do want the question posed of Giselle, why do you find it very convenient that you're always talking about people's husbands. Like, and, mm. it's, and it's unfair. It's such an unfair lane because if they come back at her, they're going to say that she doesn't have a man. And then people are going to say, well, that's not fair to say, right? We, we've right, right, right. It's unfair. It's mm. unfair. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I'm interested to see how this all plays out. My, my um, if I could name a couple faves, it would be um, everyone minus... <laughs> They're probably gonna give me a trouble. I'm gonna Uh-oh. say everyone is my fave except for Giselle. And the only reason I'm gonna say that okay. is I keep hearing these whispers of this blow up that happened at that reunion. Mm-hmm. Wendy recently addressed it. We heard it when that reunion came out a, a couple years ago. I'm talking about the, the, the was that season five with Monique and them and that whole show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like, why is it? Because I'm now led to believe that Giselle is protected by the network. So what, what's the real tea with what happened there? Mm-hmm. And then why have we really never seen her held accountable for anything? Like, I feel mm. Giselle gets off very, very easy. And it comes right back again to do the thing. And then on the flip side, I'm going to have people say, but Brandon, I appreciate your villains. But if y'all listened to me not too long ago. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's unfair, right? I even, I compare it to Marlo in a way where it's like, Marlo, her dating life wasn't even on the show. 
which isn't even fair considering Portia a couple years ago for that. Remember, mm -hmm. Claudia was asked to come back and she said um, she came, was going to be demoted because she didn't want to show her love life. So why is it that when it came to Marlo, they excused that, but mm -hmm. then when the women want to come at her, the only thing that they can say are the things that they know around the street, right? Which was that she had gentlemen friends who paid mm -hmm. for things for her, right? But then she'll say, it's not fair to call or label me that, right? Which I kind of get, but then it's an unfair advantage because she's gunning for their men, right, Todd? Right. So how Mark everybody. I mean, Mark needs right. it, but you know. <laughs> right, right. But how is it fair that we're allowing certain things for the sake of television when then it's not fair when it's redirected back to them? That's why right. Giselle Paul in the camp for me is not a favorite because I want to see her grow beyond her always attacking someone's spouse. Mm -hmm. Like, I love Giselle when she's with her girl. That is when I really appreciate her. Like, mm -hmm. I love seeing her glow with her children because mm -hmm. her children get to her just as much as the women do on the show. Right. <laughs> with Giselle because I feel we really see Giselle. Mm -hmm. We don't see Giselle trying to be Giselle for the show if that makes sense. And, right. I, and I want us to get more of that Giselle. Like mm -hmm. if we got that Giselle I would be like look do what you want with all the drama but like <laughs> <laughs> I just I just want to see my thing in life Kendrick and this is and even to saying that Giselle I actually really do love you. I'm just saying that is in I want everybody to win. And mm -hmm. especially when it comes to our shows with our Black women, we as Black viewers know how to look at things with a nuanced perspective. Mm -hmm. Other audiences don't know how to do that. They're going to watch it like they watch a Beverly Hills. They're going to watch it like they watch a Jersey. When a lot mm -hmm. of the commentary, you have to watch it from a, a perspective of understanding certain things that you can and can't say when we're talking about these shows, but mm -hmm. also to rooted issues that play into these shows, right? So mm -hmm. same same example when I when I talked about Candace and Rena on social media, they gave Candace so much heat, but Rena Bravo did not like that heat that Andy used to give Candace so often. It was merely there for Miss Rena. So it's right. like when you, Potomac when you watch Atlanta. I love both of these franchises so much because they bring Housewives to what it is. To be honest, for me, all the women are fantastic. Mm -hmm. All the women with Potomac clock in every single season. Yes. And they allowed their drama to do the whole well I don't want to film with her Giselle and Karen give us the best frenemy feud we have seen with this housewives since it started period period like they are great with that and so I love Potomac because it's such a breath of fresh air because it's also real dynamics real friendships and I attend them to marry to medicine like that when you watch real yes. friendships and real dynamics that is organic that is why I watch Potomac every single season because there is something truly organic with this bunch that yes. the other don't have. And so I'm excited for their new season. I think they're going to do fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I'm honestly excited because they have not had a bad season yet. And no. if they can make it to season 10 without having a bad season, baby, Golden. Potomac won. They're about to dethrone Jersey. Excuse me, Jersey not even up there in the top three. They're about to dethrone <laughs> Beverly Hills. They're going to dethrone Salt Lake City. I'm not mm -hmm. going to say that they're going to dethrone Atlanta because Atlanta and Potomac are very different. Both yes. of them have the same platform for me, right? But mm -hmm. Potomac is something we really haven't seen in this franchise before. I feel like Potomac and Miami are the girls to watch. Mm. Y'all, listen. Nobody was going up for Miami more than me this past season. I was like, okay, what? this okay. this was what we needed right here. Yes, here yeah. for it. Wait a minute, you yeah. okay? Okay, okay, okay. 
You first uh, of all, <laughs> I agree with <laughs> I agree with everything you said. I, I love me some Potomac. Everybody yeah. on that cast clocks in. Y'all know I'm uh, okay. Y'all know I know y'all give me so much heat. Y'all know I'm a third green eyed bandit. I know it. I know I just, you are. I know <laughs> the mess. Y'all know I love the mess. It just but the reason I I feel like it's two entirely different things with like mm-hmm. the Beverly Hills girls and Potomac. Cause I feel like the mess that like Robin and Giselle can keep up, they're going to throw it right back at them. So it feels balanced. So mm-hmm. I love watching like a that's balanced true. cast. I don't like bullying and picking on like that's That's, uh, that's too much to watch, but I love like these women don't take it serious and they give it right back how they get it. And I love yeah. that on TV, but you, yeah, okay. I agree with you. I agree yes. with you. You you brought up Married to Medicine. So before we get to Werewolf by Night, because we're going to do a little uh, Marvel talk, y'all, I got to ask you, what are your thoughts? Because this season has been so ridiculous. What are your thoughts about them saying that Toya set up Anila to get robbed? I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Kendrick? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and log out. No. Um, <laughs> You're trying to get me in trouble with all the girls today. Um, <laughs> so this is what I will say about that. So first, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna go back to what I just spoke about with Potomac and Atlanta. When, when watching these shows, especially when you have black cast members, certain things you have to be careful what you do put out and what you yes. say. So I'm about to speak to this in different ways to, to get mm-hmm. you to wear Um when you allege that someone black is behind a crime that already that does not that's not a good look right right and we saw last season with um eugene and toya dealing with that with their son remember when their son had come from the sleepover and like um something had happened where he was accused i think of taking something or doing something Mm -hmm. um you know that wasn't that wasn't good to see but we know that that's the reality of being black right right um and so First and foremost, you have to be careful of the things that you say. Garcelle even told Kyle that. You remember when she told Kyle, like, you said, I didn't donate the money and blah, 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 blah. You really have to be careful because Black people have already done so much to fight for our image to be looked at as equal and not as a criminal based on the color of our skin. Mm -hmm. Like, that immediately throws the perception there, right? So people watch these shows and are educated through these shows and you so many people may be listening to this like no they're not brandon you have to understand that your foundation of learning is not everyone's foundation of learning right and some people their only availability to learning is through specific mediums such as television the internet social media what have you mm-hmm. in a perfect world it would not be that way but that is the reality of society that we live in and because of that there are viewers who don't know how to decipher when things are shade versus mm-hmm. when things are fat right? Mm-hmm. So Anila may have been doing it based off of what Carrie said, because I did hear that Carrie had reached out, I think, to production, as well as some of the other women, letting yep. them know that she had heard about that. So that's where this gets a little messy, is because Carrie and Toya used to be very tight. Just mm-hmm. last bit, to- Toya was bringing Carrie around. Mm-hmm. So for someone that was aligned with you to now be delivering a message like that, I can understand why it was viewed somewhat credible, right? Mm-hmm. Toya broke into someone's home? No. Do I think that she told someone to go over there? No. Could I see in a situation where you're having a party, some of your friends are there, you mm-hmm. telling your friends, yeah, I don't mess with this girl, you know, we got drama, blah, 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 blah. And mm-hmm. I've known people's friends to do things without people telling them to do the stuff like that. Like, oh, if I see her, it's on site. Or if I do this, it's on whatever, whatever. I Look, it's very uh, uh, House of Dragon, Allison, and uh, the new Wolfbanger. <laughs> So for me, I don't think Toya orchestrated or have done anything 
Do I also think Anila orchestrated a, a home invasion? I also don't want to think that either. That's that's a lot to go through too. And I just mm -hmm. think that this is a situation where to see them break this down at the reunion, I think it's going to be really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, just due to, there's a lot. And you have to work through this with a nuanced perspective. And a lot of the viewers aren't going to have that. And you're going to have automatic sides where in this, I don't, I'm not claiming a side. When I watch these shows, I'm a fan of fairness. Y'all used to hear me say that in the clubhouse rooms when that was going on. Mm -hmm. I'm a fan of fairness. Some seasons, I like one person more than I like the next season. Why? Because that is what life is about, right? Yes. You don't have a blind allegiance to someone or something, even within your personal lives, right? Mm -hmm. You should not have problems holding your friends or yourselves accountable. Why? We all make mistakes. We all mess up. We are perfectly imperfect, flawed people. That mm -hmm. is who right? We are all working to be better, or some people are working to be worse. I don't know what it is. I like to be more aligned with better. So right. <laughs> I watch these shows, my feelings fluctuate because that's how they should. And when it comes to Toya, I've not really been the biggest Toya fan on the show just due to the inconsistent storytelling that we get from Toya. Not a reliable watching, narrator, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was watching season two recently when uh, her and Eugene were putting in an offer for a home, but then that fell through mysteriously. Then they were trying to blame the economy, but the women were like, but we saw a public record. <laughs> and it's always been, it's always been something with Toya and her house, right? Yes. Even building her dream home in the dream closet, you're saying you no longer want to live there because demonic male or something like that? Like, what night? <laughs> to me as a viewer and that's something that I think Toya and Eugene have to remember and remember I said this before you got to be careful what you put out on these shows because mm -hmm. that's all documented mm -hmm. I go back to season one now and and see how Toya has been as a narrator right yep so all of this is just messy mm -hmm. all of it is messy and I don't think like I said I don't think that she robbed her I don't think that she sent anyone over there right in shoes, if I were to step into Anila's shoes could I understand how the pieces of the puzzle were trying to fall into place. Yeah, they were having conflict. Carrie's giving you this bit, bit of information. And when you're acting out of emotion, sometimes we're not thinking rationally. Right, right. So I, it's just a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess all the way around. <laughs> they are, they mm -hmm. listen, we got to give Married to Medicine their props for being like one of the most consistent, if not the most consistent cast yep. on Bravo because oh, yeah. they they do it every time. And I will, I will say this, I'll give Anila props for coming into this situation with enough know-how to not at this, you know, dinner that we're about to see play out in Blue Ridge, to not blatantly say, you have me robbed. Instead, she said, "Was there? Is there anybody saying this kind of things? And then she related back to everything that the group has been saying. So I'm right. glad she herself, at least, is not trying to outright say, oh, you had mm -hmm. me set up. But then she's also kind of like, but girl, that's what they're saying. I mean, that's they all they kind of, right. That's what they right. say. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they are a mess. Everything about that. I'm so mad at Dr. Heavenly because randomly I would just walk through my house and I would just shout out my man Dick Big and for what reason? I'm like, see, what am I? I'm so sick of him. I don't know what to do. <laughs> just, oh my goodness, Heavenly reminds me of Phaedra. Like at first, yes. we Heavenly was so heavenly, and now all of a sudden, like she don't care that she's person now, and she letting us know about her sex life with Daddy and all right. that. Like, real is real interesting, but no. That plays into, I think, the authenticity of Married to Medicine. I think that they realize mm -hmm. being real is what it is. Yes. And I enjoyed them. I, I really do. I enjoyed them. I enjoy my Potomac girls. I enjoy all my Atlanta women. And mm -hmm. although I said that 
wasn't my favorite. Like I said, I love Giselle on Potomac. I love all of all of these. Married to Medicine, Potomac and Atlanta, my trifecta. Like yes, we we holy grail Bravo without those pillars. Right. Period. Put a stamp on it. Yep. Right, because child, you know they try to give credit everywhere else. I'm like, no, no, no. Let's let's put it where it belongs. Okay. This is yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> how they say, how they say, what housewife shows do you watch? And they list all the ones that without the black ones. I'm gonna just say that about the other shows. I don't I don't read those comments. I don't the only right. housewife are Atlanta and Potomac. And then I know Garcelle on Beverly Hills, but that's the only housewife I know. Right. <laughs> exactly. I don't watch what, another girl. <laughs> John Hanson, what do you what do you call them? Ans- Beverly Hills is a little too ancillary for me. I don't watch them, you know. <laughs> they just out of touch. you know, they're a little out of touch. Right. Um, <laughs> Oh my God, that, that was some good, some good reality TV chat. I appreciate you yeah. for that. Let's uh, before we get out of here, let's let's kind of get into Werewolf by Night because you know we're both some yes. we're some Marvel heads. So first of all, just just kind of tell me, this is our first special presentation. Yes. How did you how did you like it? Just overall, give me a rating. Just give me your thoughts, Kendrick. When I tell you, mm-hmm. I love. I loved it. I loved it. This Same. is why we're here. So yes. Marvel, for those who aren't familiar with the comics, the, you know, with the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I understand that that's a lot of people's foray into the fold, right? Mm-hmm. And so people may be asking, well, how do werewolves fit into all this? You do have to understand that Marvel isn't just your typical superhero. We have darker elements and darker storytelling. Mm-hmm. Hence Blade. That's why Blade is now coming into the mix, mm-hmm. right? Ghost Rider fits into that bit. And so Moon Knight, um, yeah. Moon Knight plays into this as well. And mm-hmm. so it was really great to see them do a special presentation. I was reading an article of an interview for those who worked on the show. And um they were speaking to like TV specials like Charlie Brown, right? Like, you know, during like the Great Pumpkin, mm-hmm. Charlie Brown, and they likened it to that. And I was like, I like that because it was such an easy way to introduce us to these darker elements and horror within the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the perfect time scale. I thought it was perfect because yes. it leaves you more. It established where we are, that this is this world, that mm-hmm. it ties right into what we're doing and it sets up where we're moving forward. I loved it from start to finish. I was here and I'm a horror fan fanatic. Like, although I get yes. scared things too, I love it just as much. Um, it was fun to enjoy and, and I really enjoyed what we got. And I love that. We are now getting characters who are potentially going to be a Midnight Suns. I feel like that's where Marvel is headed. And for those who don't know Midnight Suns, Midnight Suns, think of like Avengers, but for our darker horror elements, right? You have Ghost Rider, Moon Knight, um, Werewolf by Night. You Mm -hmm. have, what's her name? Um, Bloodstone. Elsa. Um, Yep, yep. Elsa. You know, Mm -hmm. you got everybody in there. And so it's fun to see that Marvel is setting up these little teams. So, you know, we're about to get Thunderbolt. We got our Avengers. I feel like the young Avengers are coming. Mm -hmm. Now we have right now i think we're about to get midnight suns and i think this was such a great way to like tease all of it and yes. the horror elements with where it was at you got yes. station you got a werewolf you got these monsters and let's talk about ted okay yeah uh, <laughs> old team i loved it i loved yes. it like it was just great what did you think oh my god so i was skeptical initially not because i like i love midnight suns werewolf by night i'm like okay give it to me but when they said it was going to be like this kind of like one-off crap shoot almost kind of thing i was like oh that's but i'm 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 so embracing like all of the changes that are coming to i like the different like we're using different cinematography different kind of directors and all this kind of stuff because remember 
people were constantly, they for, have forgotten now, but what they were saying in the past was, oh, MCU is all just the same movie. It's constantly this, same director, all the same. And so now that they're getting different stuff, they're like, oh no, take us back. We want all the same, all the same. So I'm here for all the different stuff that's coming down the pipeline. I love it all. This, I was so afraid because I was like, okay, this is a one-off thing. I don't know what that means. And then when they finally use the word special presentation, I'm like, what does that mean? It's not a show. It's not a movie. What are we What are we doing with this? But after having witnessed the special mm-hmm. presentation, now I'm sitting up here. I found myself on the couch thinking like, okay, we can do this character as a special presentation. We don't need a whole movie. We, we can do yep. this. We can do that. So I'm like, I'm, I'm all in on it now. Everything from start to finish, I thought they nailed this. It was perfect. It was bloody. Absolutely. It was everything that we're not used to in the MCU. And I'm I'm here for it. Peachy Kane. I'm yeah, here for it. It was great because it was like, I love that they only saved the werewolf for like the last 20 minutes of it. Like it, it yes. was perfect because it was like it really built up everything. We knew we were gonna get the werewolf, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that he's gonna play a lot more into future things. Like, I don't know if you saw the renderings from D23 of the new attraction going to Avengers Campus. Um mm-hmm. that um, so basically, there's like a new attraction coming to Avengers Campus at Disneyland where it's them fighting a variant of Thanos. I think it's the King. Uh, oh, Thanos yeah, King Thanos. Yeah, and yeah. Werewolf by Night is in some of the artist rendering. So I'm like, oh, they're already thinking oh. forward. He's out at Disney at um, Avengers Campus now as a meet and greet. Like, he is oh. like, oh, yes. You better okay. go on social media. I know. I, look, I missed some stuff. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's great to see that they're really embracing this dark side of Marvel. And I like that they introduced so much, right? We got Man Thing, mm-hmm. we got Werewolf by Night, we got Elsa, we got the Bloodstone. Literally set us up perfect. We knew what every person and thing's function was. Mm-hmm. We know what they are. And we are already established that Man Thing and Werewolf by Night are not villains. So, like, that was easy. That was right. easy to do. Boom. And so, it's great to see this because now we know we have Blade coming, right? Mm-hmm. How does that play into this world? And now that we know that these things like vampires do exist, it removes some of the world building that you have to do. Granted, yeah, you still got to do it. But, like, once the audience is introduced to it, they're like, oh, okay, it's part of the thing. Where right. Now, I feel like Blade would have to do a lot more world building, mm-hmm. you know, and get us there. So, like, it's a child. <laughs> we don't even know who directed the movie, so that would have been who knows when that was gonna happen. So, do you yeah. need me to get in there? Like, can I just let me just go? Kevin Feige, you call me. I will. I'll yes. go on and let's get this movie made. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like we've been trying to do it for I don't know how long now. Let's get to it. Like, what we doing? Right. We already set up uh, Dane Whitman when we did all this stuff. Like, let's yeah. come on now. Like, it's 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 giving. Um, it's gonna be rushed. I feel like it's gonna be rushed. Oh. Hopefully, with the script, it's solid. But like, you know, there are some rush productions that do well, and so I, I'm I'm hoping that this does the same because I would hate to see Mahershala and the Blade project not do well because Blade is why the MCU is what it is today. Let's not Hello. we gotta give credit to to Wesley and the OG Hello. Blade <laughs> what that did for where we are now with superhero movies. Like, we would not be where we are today. Um, okay. but Werewolf on that was such a great presentation and i hope that they do explore that more mm-hmm. um I, I could see them exploring that more where we don't need a direct sequel to anything we just kind of need like an offshoot right and i think that's yes. what disney plus will lend well for is driving people to go watch those offshoots of things um mm-hmm. to, to kind of catch up even if they wanted to start doing like catch up before a movie they could do future presentations that tie everything together before you know the kang dynasty or whatever because that's I think we're getting into territory that can be confusing within the MCU with variants and timelines and universes and the multi. There's a lot happening. Convoluted, yeah. Yeah, I think they can leverage these feature presentations to help kind of iron it out a bit more too. I I would love that. And I feel like, I want to ask you a super random question too in a second, but I feel like I would love 
like I don't know if they would do like a series or another special presentation or something, but I would love to see more Elsa Bloodstone specifically. Like I would love to see her doing her thing and somehow Blade and whoever else comes in and kind of gets into the mix even before we got like a Blade solo movie because I feel like now since we don't know who directed a movie I feel like it's manageable like give us a little you know 40 minute special presentation we can figure something out and I feel like that'd be great there's been controversy online that I want to ask you about which is I guess I didn't know about I don't know I, I, I don't be on Twitter like that child I don't be knowing but people have talked about the quote-unquote erasure of people with red hair in movies. Now, I didn't know this was... Yeah, I didn't I didn't know this was a thing, but apparently the people are mad about it. How did you feel about Elsa Bloodstone? Now, for those that don't know, Elsa Bloodstone in comics is traditionally a red-headed uh, heroine. How did you feel about her being, you know, raven-haired in Werewolf by Night? <laughs> I feel like the fandom. I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be straight up with you. Let's talk about it. It's just like housewife fandom, and within Mm -hmm. every fandom, there's a toxic pocket. Yes, and they will always harp on things to make it seem like they care about it, but in reality, they don't. Right. Came to Miss Marvel. Oh, her powers aren't the same as the no. They were doing that because they didn't want the show to happen in general. Okay. Hello. Fanboys love their Captain America too much, love their Iron Man too much, and couldn't stand to see a woman of color be powerful. Okay, they Hello. did the same thing with Carol when when Captain Marvel came out. So mm-hmm. I, I liken it to there are probably some fans who are true to the comics of like, oh my god, I just really wish that she had red hair. Right? You also mm-hmm. have those fans that don't understand what an adaptation is, which it happens where it's yes, this is a source material, but we're adapting it for a different medium. Mm-hmm. One thing may work better for one medium, whereas something else may work something different better for another medium. Yes. But I also feel like to let the story play out because her hair could change to red due to something that happens. Mm-hmm. Hello, that bloodstone might turn it. Who knows? <laughs> right, because she's now the owner of the bloodstone, right? That is her mm-hmm. rightful thing. That is what she's gonna do. And I could see it like there could be a storyline that where her hair changes for some reason. Like, let it play out. I think mm-hmm. we're too early to land on solid, like, extremes of, like, erasure of this, which that's just stuff. I thought, I... Girl, I, I, listen. <laughs> but I just think that let the creative, let this play out. And to mm-hmm. your point, that like, we could get another offshoot feature presentation. I wouldn't be mad, to be quite honest, if they did an offshoot feature presentation in similar vein, mm-hmm. where we have the Midnight Suns meet up. And that's mm-hmm. how we get that, like a nice crossover mm-hmm. where they get a, and then boom, once that's done, let them run forward, right? Yes. I don't think that like Ghost Rider needs a whole nother movie, to be honest. Right, I right. That, he could just fit right in with the feature presentation. Mm-hmm. Dane, I think that's going to play out probably in Blade. So like, if not, I could see that probably doing that. But like the other bits, like we already have Moon Knight, right? So like, let mm-hmm. it do a, be a true crossover event in a feature presentation way. I don't think that Midnight Suns need a movie. I think they, they could use a feature presentation and then incorporate them into the true MCU in a way that it works. Because I do think at a certain point, we will get more demonic and darker like creatures and things mm-hmm. like that. So then that's when they will be signaled to come on up out the shadows. Because remember, again, Secret Wars is coming and I'm wearing my t-shirt for it. So yes. we know that a lot of them are probably going to be involved in Secret Wars. So I'm sure that they have to get them introduced rather quickly. Absolutely. And I, I got a feeling that's going to be a 
huge cast of superheroes and whoo i'm i, I mean, mean i'm ready for it people thought infinity war and endgame was gonna make you cry i hope they're ready for secret wars and kang dynasty sure. like uh, do you listen. not know what that man is capable of <laughs> right look i'm not even ready for uh wakanda forever let alone secret wars sure. i'm listen I have i'm my still bracing myself when i walk <laughs> out of that because i know that movie's gonna put us through it's gonna be a funeral and us Ooh. watching like that, we're gonna be grieving while we have to like it's gonna be a lot, but I'm excited for it that. It is. It's, do you got your tickets yet? Have you bought your you know oh. you know how I do? I just <laughs> I just go where I'm asked to go and yes. Uh, so no, I don't have my tickets yet because I'm doing a little bit of traveling. Um, mm-hmm. but I will be seeing it when I get back. Um, and again, like I most likely I already have a ticket, so like I'm not I'm not worried about that. Are you better talk? I know this right. <laughs> I know listen, that's right, okay? <laughs> when you listen, when you are passionate about the things that you're passionate about and you put yourself mm-hmm. out there, this is about to be a little mini Iyanla TED Talk. Come on, Iyanla. <laughs> when you're passionate about things in your life, whether it be blogging, podcasting, writing, directing, mm-hmm. public speaking, and you really lean into that, like things really do come true for you. Mm-hmm. And I am living proof of that. Like I, I moved across the country, <laughs> right? Like, right. And um, I've just always followed my dreams and have done what I've wanted to do. And I'm just passionate about things. And what also plays into that is I'm very real. Like mm-hmm. I, I let people know when I messed up. I have, no, I have no problems being held accountable, but I'm also someone who champions those around me too, to elevate opportunities and put other people on as well. Because mm-hmm. if there's enough room at all these tables for us to win. Life yes. is not a rat race. And I hate that we're so conditioned to feel that way. Mm-hmm. And so like when I get to go be invited to like these fun things and get to pop up places and it's just because I followed my heart. I followed my dreams and I worked hard at it. And like, I just remained yes. true to me, you know? So like, it is what it is. <laughs> See, I, I love that. Somebody slid in my DMs. I remember when Adidas um, announced the uh, Wakanda Forever shoe, the Black Panther mm-hmm. shoe. I haven't seen that. Someone slid in my DMs. I was like, did you do this? I was like, I did not. But that already, <laughs> lets, you know, but that already lets you know that people know how I move, right? So, yes. <laughs> yes. See, I love that. I, that's why I spend so much time trying to like, put in the work for this because i'm like even if like yeah. i have a number where like a week where like numbers didn't look where i thought they would or like a week where they were like great i'm like okay this is fantastic i'm still like it, it doesn't affect my next week because i'm always like okay i gotta keep going forward and i love that now see this is a word of anybody listening you got you really do got to keep going because i remember i always think about like my first year of podcasting i'm yeah. like okay why am i doing this like who's gonna find me what am i even doing this for I think about my second year compared to that first year where like people are coming onto the podcast. Like I'm getting like people from my favorite shows like Bell Collective, Love yes. and Marriage Huntsville. Like it, it's like, I'm like, okay, this is entirely different than what I thought it was going to be. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm still failing because like no one from the like Marvel comic, like no one cares. But then like people uh, from like these indie comic book companies are reaching out like, oh my God, we'd love for you to read this comic and let's yeah. do this and have it. So I'm like, you really do. He he. Everything you just said was true. You really do have to keep pushing forward, and I promise you, it's gonna come to you at some point. Oh, if you're really I'm, passionate about it, it's gonna happen. And I love it. Too, I think we get so stuck on what we think su- success is. Yes, you know, we're told success isn't what success looks like. But I'm here to tell y'all, success is what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Like if your goal is just to have ten listeners, that's still an amazing goal. Hello, that you're connecting with. Mm-hmm. As long as I, I found success for me in my life, and I'm gonna speak to my life, 
as long as I touch one person with what I'm trying to do or how I'm moving or the stories that I'm telling or the projects that I'm working on, if I can at least help one person or touch one person, I'm successful. I've done what I was supposed to do, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I just hate what we think success is defined by the powers that be through a capitalistic lens. Yes. Um, People love to attach dollar amounts to success, but sometimes like some things that are successful are free experience. Mm -hmm. Like being around, like, could you imagine being in a room with your favorite celebrities for free? Right. And being able to talk to them. Like, you don't need to be paid for that. But like, you know, that that means something to you. Right. And sometimes people don't believe in your dreams because they're not you. And that is okay. You have to understand there are going to be people who believe in you. Those are the people you need to lean with. And sometimes it sucks to say it is not the people that you thought would be supporting you. Say that again. Okay. (laughs) And that's the hardest part of the reality that, mm-hmm. that is right. And so everything is possible. Everything is truly possible. I am living proof of that. My mom was a single parent. I busted my ass to get mm-hmm. where I am. And I have siblings that look up to me because I do I do it not only for me, but I do it for them. And I do it for those other people who look like me mm-hmm. because I need to know that it is possible because we've always been told that it's not possible. Right. So like it, it's, it's impossible. So I know one day I'm gonna be looking, and you are gonna have somebody from a Marvel <laughs> movie on here. Oh my god! I, I, listen, I'm, I'm gonna be like, let me can I can I pop on and ask a couple questions? I'm ready, <laughs> right? I'm ready for that for you, and I know that that's gonna happen for you. And like, oh. like we just saying, like just continue to do it, and it's okay to mm-hmm. rest too, because in any process, rest is crucial. Yes. So I can't wait. I just know that the next year, Kendrick, you're gonna be bigger. But I'm just ready to see it. I let, oh. let me get my little popcorn. Let me get my little popcorn. <laughs> you know, oh. like you, Korea, Stephanie, yes. my, everybody, everybody. Like my loves. I'm so proud of all of y'all because, like, y'all are just—it's just great to see. And like, like I spoke to you earlier in the podcast, like, it's great to see the journey, and mm-hmm. and it's really, and, it, and it's just. It's fulfilling because I get to talk to y'all and I know y'all. So yeah, yes. I know we know my Marvel, but there y'all go. That's y'all. That's y'all inspirational TED talk. Listen, <laughs> we love we love us a little Iyanla around here. Okay, if I just get to, I just want to be in a room. If they let me hug Oscar Isaac one day. I'll be okay. It will all oh, be worth I'm it. Okay, right now, I will pass out. Like I will be like, what? <laughs> like it, it's over. Like that's yes, Elvira. All right now, watch it. <laughs> watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh i love that thank you we we, we speaking it to each other we both it's, yes. it's, it's all the blossoming okay um we are talking about i, I forgot to we were talking about marvel child <laughs> i um i did want to say we didn't i think this is our first mcu thing where we didn't get a post-credit scene do you feel like it needed one or do you feel like it was just perfect how it was no i i'm very 50 50 with post-credit stuff um because mm-hmm. i think we condition and be like oh we gotta wait till after credits to see what's gonna be teased mm-hmm. and sometimes i think that takes away from the fun of it all when right. you're anxious awaiting something rather than when things are just dropping and being announced and so i'm glad we didn't get anything because again i mm-hmm. think the darker elements of marvel is still kind of up in the air like with blade not really having a director right now dane is still kind of in limbo because we don't have an, a, an announcement for eternals 2 yet but so is he playing into blade and like we already got moon knight we don't know what's happening beyond that i'm okay without it i think yeah. that wakanda forever is coming up and also too we don't need to distract from that and it's struck and it's and it's great from a marketing perspective because could you imagine them like teasing Blade at the end of that? Like we see Mahershala pop up, and then I think that would overshadow like the marketing efforts for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Right. So, you know, I, I'm kind of glad we didn't. I'm kind of glad we didn't. Um, now mm-hmm. there are some things that I do think you need to have 
not necessarily an after credit scene, but maybe something to at least like help clarify or smooth what just happened down, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I do see us getting back to that with the bigger moment. So like Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, I think we'll get it because that's where we're going to really see Kang in action. For yes. Those, Kang, Kang the Conqueror, just look him up, scary mm -hmm. man. Um, so I think we'll get it there in those moments that we need a little bit more clarity and context um, for mm -hmm. what's next. But I, I hope not um, because I, I, yeah. think, I think it just muddies it, muddies it up a little bit where we're like, oh, we got to wait till after the credits. Oh, that was one scene. Oh, we got to, no. And I think it worked better when we didn't know when I say we, the general audiences, didn't know what Avengers was and the MCU, and when they were really putting it together, mm -hmm. I think it worked for back then. I don't really yeah. get it now. I feel, I feel you on it. I always get disappointed. I'm like, oh, it didn't happen. But then I'm like, okay, let me stop there because it really does take away from like the actual individual thing we're supposed to be watching because I feel like sometimes you will be like on episode one of a show. And then mm -hmm. you see people question, like, okay, where is this going? Where is it? And it's like, okay, wait, we got five episodes left. Like, what? And then the question that I almost hate nowadays is, how does this play into the bigger MCU? And it's like, okay, can we not just like enjoy right. like Miss Marvel and like everything that it That's just broke down? And... When I am eating my appetizer, mm -hmm. I'm not worried about my entree. I'm worried about right. the before because I need to enjoy this because I'm paying for that too. Hello. So, you know, <laughs> that and I think from a creative lens because as myself as like a newer screenwriter mm -hmm. I can understand why they want you to kind of stick with some stuff right like right. the creative process itself is not easy like waking up and being able to to string together oh this connects with this and this is goes with this and then this is how this world is built like yeah the foundation is there but again you're telling it in a different medium and I think that Kevin Feige is doing a great job of that and so some yes. things we need to let sit marinate and also this was around Halloween like it's a Halloween special let it marinate it's a right right like, mm -hmm. I don't think we always need it. I think that you have to kind of sit and digest. I could, I can see us getting one for Black Panther Wakanda forever. Um, I could phase, see it being so one of the things. I could see it setting us up right into Ironheart uh, because we know Riri is debuting in the film. So I could see it going mm -hmm. back. I could see it setting us up potentially for X-Men. Um, because mm -hmm. within the comics, of course, Aurora is Storm and her and T'Challa um, mm -hmm. But it would kind of be cool to see it in a different way where maybe we see her show up to Wakanda looking for T'Challa because they were like betrothed to each other and then she finds out he's dead and now she's pissed and then we see her her oh. eyes start to flicker with lightning and then cut scene. That How about that? Now that's everything right there. Give me that. Because at least you're setting up different <laughs> members of the mutant family across and mm -hmm. it would kind of be nice to see that. So I could see them doing something like that and I also could see them doing something that plays into armor wars and knowing that Wakanda has a lot of technology and like we we seen from the trailers that people have been trying to come and get the technology so I can mm -hmm. see it playing into that too but can we just because you just brought up something you didn't mean to bring it up you just kind of brought up something that what our leading men that are African-American what is going on with the projects like Blade lost the director uh we don't know what they're doing with Don Cheadle it's now turned into what is it, it was a supposed movie. to be a show it now it's a show film. Now and it's like, okay, y'all been, because, you know, we all thought that we were going to finally get some footage or something like that. They were like, oh, we we haven't started shooting. It's like, oh. Yeah, I, will say, I've been, I was a little disappointed to find out that they haven't even started shooting because it feels like now things are about to be a rush job. Like, Right. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, There's not a lot of Black IP yet into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, we have Black mm -hmm. Panther. We're getting re so Ironheart's falling into it. Blade is supposed to be on its way. Um, You know, Armor Wars is kind of dragging its feet. From an optic standpoint, it doesn't look good. Right. <laughs> um, but again, 
what we see could be one thing, but there's multiple things behind the scenes with production and schedules and then budgets mm-hmm. and like so there's more to the story, obviously, I'm sure. We just gonna say they're trying I, to get it right. Yeah, you know, I think they want to get it right so that everyone could be invited to the cookout. Okay. So there like, we go. Hello, there we go. <laughs> they're like, listen, we cannot miss no the raisins nor the potato salad. So they're Hello. like <laughs> right. <laughs> we gotta get it right. That that kind of reminded me though. I'm so looking forward. What did you think about the, the secret invasion trailer? Because I'm so looking forward to it. I'm scared. Yes. <laughs> because that comic run is also scary mm-hmm. for those who haven't seen it like knowing that a lot of these stories we could have had a scroll the whole time and you thought it was so and so that's gonna hurt a lot i think and i hope the way they set it up shows us those moments of like yeah we were watching avengers and we thought so and so was so and so but it wasn't because they were trying to set something up or they were trying to steal something that's Mm -hmm. gonna be scary because now moving forward we're gonna always be questioning like are they are they who they are who they say they are and i think that's the main part about uh secret invasion so i'm here for it and it's always kind of I'm a big horror and sci-fi nut, like I've said. And so mm-hmm. it kind of also reminds me of Invasion of the Body Snatchers a little bit. Yes. So like, it's giving those type of feels. So mm-hmm. I'm here for it. And to see Amelia Clark pop on over to the MCU, you know? Olivia Coleman, Like, we got we got a cast, okay? I'm they looking about forward to it. Thing. So, like, yes. yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited for what's to come. Um, I I just want to know when my girl Scarlet Witch popping back up. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Wanda, I have a feeling she'll pop up in uh, Agatha's show, but mm-hmm. um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where we are with the MCU. I just keep telling people to make sure that their insurance coverage is great because this seems like they're coming out with these movies for the long haul, and we're probably gonna, we're probably about to get at least another 30 years of movies. So, like, I would be right. around all that. Like, let me, let me see it all play out because it's like, where is the stopping point? Right? Like, right. we don't be the stopping point. You know? Y'all so. got to push me in my wheelchair up there because I'm, I'm, I'm seeing all okay. this. Okay. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm I'm so looking forward to that. I uh Secret Invasion, I've been like so I do this thing where like I will when it's you know they they release their own like little like newer runs of stuff like Secret Wars has like I think a six six issue something that's newer and then like Invasion Secret Invasion has something. But I love like going back, especially like you know you can do it through Marvel Unlimited. They'll like list out everything you need to connect into that stuff. When you think about it in the MCU, probably literally everybody except maybe Captain America, since he predated Brie Larson, you know, in, you know, the 90s, could potentially be a scroll. And that's kind of yeah. crazy to think about. So I'm, I'm really, I'm, that's one thing I've been really anxious about to see how that plays into phase five, six, yeah. whatever. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I so I, I think we both loved Werewolf by Night. We we got to chat a little Marvel. We talked reality TV. Tell people they loved our last episode. I know they're gonna love this one. Tell people that just cannot get enough Brandon where they can find you, where they can buy the book, where they can do all of the things. Okay, <laughs> tell them. You know we love it. Yeah. So my website <laughs> BrandonGoodWrites.com. There's a silent e at the end of good. Um, brandongoodwrites.com. It has my book. That's how you can get in, in contact with me if you want me to come out and do some public speaking or like if you yes. need some creative help, I'm here for you. Um, you can find my writing portfolio on there as well. Um, and then socially, if you want to keep up with me, um, I'm no Kardashian and I'm not a Joneses, but if you want to keep <laughs> up with me in my fashions, um, I'm at b.good. Yes. That E is silent again on Instagram. So hit me up, follow me. Um, and yeah, I'm here for it all. Marvel, Bravo, um, everything food fashion whatever you want to talk about halloween movies 
here for it. <laughs> okay. And and listen, the fashions are fashioning. Okay. You better do it. I saw you this past weekend with the was it a was it a purple little number? Purple, yeah, I was in, I went to Halloween town yesterday. So um Okay. It's not far from where I live now. So I, I'm I'm now a Portland boy. So like that's been yes. fun. Um, and so it's in a little town called St. Helens. And so me and some of my friends up here, we did a little cute uh as the kids would call it Disney bound. We were um okay. <laughs> Sanderson sisters. So I was Sarah Sanderson. So I had on my purple, um, yes. my little purple blazer and my little nice cut short. And people got it. Like we had this woman come up to us. It was like really great job. And it was great because yes. it wasn't costumey. We literally wore things that we would actually wear. Like I would wear a look like that. I've worn looks mm-hmm. like that. If you go to my Instagram, you'll see it. So thank you. Love it, was it. it was fun to be a little, a little, uh, little witch for the day yesterday and go see Halloween Town. There you go. <laughs> So it was all good. <laughs> there you go. Hocus pocus, y'all. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, y'all, y'all, you already know if you listen to this where you can find me. Follow the Instagram at Reality Comics 2. Come for the memes. Stay for the absolute ridiculousness that is the stories. Y'all, we, we talk all things Marvel, reality TV, scripted TV. We talk all of the stuff, okay? I've been Kendrick. That's been Brandon. And we'll see ya. sat through that entire episode well aren't you special you deserve a treat why don't you head on over to apple Podcasts or stitcher or Podchaser or Castbox and leave me a five-star rating and review for free need to contact me email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com make sure you follow me on instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast that's at Reality Comics 2, T-O-O. This is Kendrick, and I'll see ya! Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Switching and saving with GEICO is easy, so you're free to ponder life's big questions. Like if a person can get discombobulated, does that mean the rest of the time they're just like, combobulated? Are we humans always in a state of combobulation? Until of course something dramatic happens, and we are discombobulated for a while. Then we go back to being combobulated. Yeah, that's probably how that works. Switch and save with GEICO. It's easier than you think. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.